Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I've got something to share with you that I think is going to be very, very useful for you. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, more of a teaching than a preaching here today, and it's a topic that is very complex. And yet, at the same time, it's a topic that is really not that complex, okay? What is it? It's a question that I hear often, and I want to give you some tools today and some things to think about in your life this can help everybody here and everybody watching or listening on the podcast uh, if you L-E-T, if you let God speak to you. Here is the question. It's a very common question. All of you, all of us have asked it at one time or another. How do I know God's will? Wow, that, that's a biggie, isn't it? How do I know God's will? Woo! Boy, that is, uh, that is just a loaded question, no doubt, because it's a question that can be asked for big things and small things. How do I find God's will? Do I marry this person? Do I buy this car? Do I go on this vacation? Do I take this job? Do I join this congregation? Do I go to this school? Do I eat this type of food? Do I move? Do I befriend this person? Do I spend money on this? How do I get in better shape? <laughs> How do I pray about this issue? How should I discipline my kids? How do I react to this offense? I mean, think about it. There are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of questions that would be helpful to have direction from God. If you agree with that, say amen. You're with me. Good. It just makes sense. And we could spend days on this teaching is there are a number of relevant lessons here. But today I wanna to focus on some big picture themes, some big picture ideas here. And it's about the perspective that we should have about finding God's will for you. About finding God's will for you in any particular area of your life where you're seeking it. Again, big or small, gadol, katan, it doesn't matter, Matthew chapter six. Matthew 6, please. First, it's important to recognize 
When, we talking about, when we're talking about finding the will of God, it's first important to recognize that God's will happening is not a given. Some people profoundly misunderstand this point and, and the will of God in particular and think that the well, God's will just happens. That is very much not true and not biblical. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, you should recognize this, the beginning of a pretty important prayer. Yeshua speaking here. Therefore, pray in this way. Our Father in heaven, sanctified or hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. You know this is part of Yeshua's prayer. You all uh, have heard this at one time or another. This is his prayer of example for us. It's not a, it's not a formula that we, uh, that, that we have to just recite the exact same prayer every time, although it's a beautiful prayer that we can recite, but, but, it, but, it's, but it's, not a, uh, it's not a talisman that, 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 we, that, that somehow unlocks something magical. It's an example that Yeshua gave for us here. It's very, very important, but importantly... If God's will was always achieved in life, you wouldn't have to pray for it. <laughs> I mean, think about that very, very simply. One of the most important things that's part of Yeshua's example prayer for us is he's praying to the Father, says, your will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is part of Yeshua's prayer to the Father that his will is done here on this earth. So first, my friends, it's important to pray for the will of God. If we are to find the will of God, we need to pray for the will of God. Sometimes me, people misunderstand the will of God, and, and they say things such as this. Well, I guess, I, 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 did you get the job? I didn't get the job. I guess it was not God's will for me to get the job. And sometimes the answer is, no, it was God's will for you to get the job. You were a half hour late for the interview. <laughs> That's why you didn't get the job, bub. <laughs> it was. People make this excuse, well, I didn't get the job, but wasn't God's will. Well, hold on. Sometimes that's the sometimes that is true. But people will, will use that as just a carte blanche regarding whatever it is that happens. Anything that but you see, there's no personal responsibility at that point. I there was nothing that I was supposed to do. It just wasn't God's will for me to get the job. You should have been to the interview on time. And perhaps you would have gotten the job. People thwart God's will all the time. I mean, friends, all you gotta do is glance at this book, right? It's the whole story of the Bible about people thwarting God's will or trying to as often as they can. I mean, even from Bereshit, even from uh, Genesis, even from the beginning, you see Adam and Eve, God told them, don't eat from the tree. It wasn't God's will for them to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat. He told them not to. He's not going to tell them not to do something that would be his will for them to do. And what happened, of course, they ate from it. Oy, oy, oy. It was, it was God's intention for our people to go straight into the promised land. That was his will. And yet our people were disobedient. We murmured. We complained. We said, we can't do it. We're not strong enough. God's not strong enough. Oy, gavolt, God says. 
<laughs> it's deep in the Hebrew translation, oikavolt, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So many things in Scripture are, are man failing. Now, understand that God, at the end of the day, can do anything he wants. So if he wants to do something, it doesn't matter what any of us do, he can do it anytime he wants, anything he wants he can do. And that's, that's important to know. At the same time, oftentimes, he is seeing what we do. He is seeing what we do. Second Peter chapter 3 says that it, it says it explicitly. It says that it's God's will that no one perishes, but that everyone come to repentance. But we know that not everybody repents. We must pray for and seek the will of God. This is a very important lesson here. We've got to pursue the will of God. Now, I'm going to tell you there are generally three types of questions when we seek to find the will of God. This is, this is an analysis here. I hope that it can, you'll be able to relate to it in different areas of your life that you've seen and observed. Three general types of questions when we seek to find the will of God. The first question is something that is specifically answered in the Scriptures. Okay, if something is specifically answered in the Scriptures, wow, that's great. I love it when that happens. That makes it easy, right? Although many people don't follow the instructions that are pretty simple in Scripture all the time, they are at least the easiest ones to find answers to. For example, pretty simple kind of question here. Is it God's will for me to lie? <laughs> you know, it doesn't take a great Bible scholar. Is it God's will for, for somebody to murder? No, it's not. I don't have to, to give you a, a, a very extensive exegesis on it. It's explicit in the scripture. It can't be more clear. These questions are asked and answered in Scripture. They are explicit. They're easiest to find the Lord's will, and even new believers can discern these. Do I give unto the Lord? Should I give up my Jewishness? Should I convert? Should I forgive? Should I teach my children about God? These are all relatively easy, as they're all very explicitly in the Word of God. Very, very, very simple uh, in that way. Okay, those are the, the easier questions. Now, although they're easier to, to discern the will of God in, that doesn't mean that people always do them. Many, if not most people, don't do even the simple things that are explicit in the word of God. So when we're seeking the will of God, the first question is, is it something that's explicit? Okay, if it is, great. You know, Dainu, it's enough. Okay, great. But praise God. Baruch Hashem. We can move along. We have our answer. Okay. But that's not so common. Let's face it. That's not the most common time when we're seeking to find the will of God, what the question is. The second type of question is harder to find God's will. Now, it can be done, but it's harder. These are questions in our lives that require uh, some, extrapola some extrapolation uh, of Scripture. Now, some can still be pretty easy if we're sincerely and genuinely looking to the Word of God for guidance in our lives. Is it the, uh, illustratively, is it the Lord's will for me to take somebody to a doctor's appointment? Okay. 
Well, keeping a lot of other variables aside about other things that that might affect, but just in a simple level, is it God's will for me to take somebody to a doctor's appointment? Well, listen, helping somebody schlep somebody to a doctor's appointment is not explicit in Scripture, okay? You're not going to find in, in 3 Timothy chapter 3 any, <laughs> any reference about thou shalt schlep thy neighbor to a doctor's appointment, okay? You're not going to find it explicitly there in Scripture. However, Leviticus tells us what? We are to love each other as ourselves, Yeshua in John chapter 13 tells us to serve each other. Makes sense, right? Okay. Okay, you see, when we look at questions that we have in our lives in, and we look at Scripture, some questions, although they will require some level of extrapolation from Scripture, from Scripture they still, if we are genuine and sincere about looking into it, the answer and of as to what God's will is can be somewhat self-evident if we're if we're honest and are seeking the word of God that's helpful but you know things aren't always quite so easy or cut and dry as even that and there are things that are more complicated for example and I I, I just tried to create some things for us to think about together to examine this question of how to find the will of God Here's a question. Do I continue to support my 30-year-old child who refuses to get a job? <laughs> okay, well, that's a good question. Well, 1 Timothy chapter 5 says explicitly, if you don't provide for your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. Luke chapter 6 says, when someone takes your cloak, offer them your shirt too. But Proverbs 6 says that being a slacker leads to poverty. And 2 Thessalonians 3, Rabbi Shaul says that his rule is that if anyone does not work, they do not eat. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? A little bit of tevia there. On the one hand, on the other hand. <laughs> tradition, tradition. <laughs> that wasn't part of the message, sorry. I just... Whenever I get into the fiddler on the roof uh, mode, it just comes. It just happens. Oh, that was also Tevya. Okay. <laughs> you see, in such situations like this, finding the will of God may not be quite so easy. It may not be quite so self-evident to discern when you're looking at it this way. But it's easy to see Follow me on this, and you're going to nod your heads if you're honest. It's easy to see how one can seek to find a scripture to back up what one wants to do. Hello. No, friends, these questions require more discernment. So many people can easily take one scripture, pull it out, 
and use that as their justification as why they do what they're doing. I mean, as I just showed, I, I could have argued either way on that person supporting that 30-year-old child. I, I could, from Scripture, I could argue it very strongly either way. How do you find God's will? Hmm. I mean, does it change your perspective if I told you that the 30-year-old has a disability? Oh. Well, what if I told you it was only a small disability? What if I said that the 30-year-old had been abused? See, it doesn't take long for the will of the Lord to become harder to find by simply trying to proof text an answer from Scripture. We, it, it requires more than this. Do you see how it can get very complicated very quickly to try to find the will of God? See, my friends, we have to be fluent enough. We have to be fluent enough with the Word of God to discern the will of God taken from His Word. We can't seek to take a passage out of context. It is so easy and tempting to do that. We have to be, mm, follow me on this, we have to be familiar enough with the Word of God, the whole Word of God, that we can discern what God is telling us through it. But we have to really munch this, this book. <laughs> Let this book feed us. The more of this book we get in us, the more we'll be able to discern the will of God. Matthew chapter 4, please, Bavakasha. What happened in Matthew chapter 4? Yeshua was being tempted by Hasatan, the adversary, the deceiver. This is such an interesting story, y'all, and, and is really illustrative of this very point that we have to be conscious of. Matthew chapter 4, verse 5. Yeshua is being tempted. Then the devil, verse 5, then the devil, Hasatan, took him into the holy city and placed him on the highest point of the temple. If you are Ben Elohim, the son of God, he said to Yeshua, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall command his angels concerning you. And upon their hands they shall lift you up so that you may not strike your foot against a stone. There was the devil quoting Yeshua's scripture. Yeshua said to him, again it is written, you shall not put Adonai your God to the test. Whew, man, that was, that was better than any battle in a sci-fi movie that you're going to see right there. You know, right, Jack? It's, you know, it's, woo, man, you've seen Yeshua go at it with a sword duel with, with, with the adversary. Man, that, that is intense stuff. I want to see a replay of that in virtual reality in heaven. Wow, that had to be a moment, man, when Yeshua started speaking the word like that. I just have to imagine there's a, there's a place in Israel that, it, that, is, uh, that is known as the Mount of Temptation. If it was not there, it was somewhere around that area. It's near Jericho, and, and it's, it's a desert Assyrian. I could just imagine the mountain shake when Yeshua speaks the word of God. Man, that had to be a powerful moment. Woo. That is very intense. So the adversary quoted scripture to Yeshua. But you see, Yeshua, of course, knew that the devil was taking it out of context and not taking into account the full counsel of the word of God. 
Be careful about picking and choosing scriptures to justify what you want to do. It's very easy to do, beloved. Very easy. How interesting. The adversary used scripture to try to essentially trick Yeshua into doing what he wanted him to do. If he's going to use that technique against Yeshua, hello. If you know the word, he'll try to use it against you. Proverbs chapter 3. This is why it's so important to do what's in Proverbs chapter 3. Because if we do what we read about here in Proverbs chapter 3, it's going to allow us to better see and identify the enemy's attack for what it is. And to be able to put up the shield and block that attack. That's what we need to do. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 21 says this, my son, hold on to sound wisdom and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life to your soul and an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will walk on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. Do you hear that? Your foot, another way of saying, another way of saying that you want to find the will of God is to say that you don't want your foot to stumble. Right? Because if you're, you find the will of God, you're going to be walking steady. If you miss the will of God, boom, that's when you're going to stumble. Your foot's going to stumble and fall. And if you don't want for your foot to stumble, Pro- Proverbs tells us that you have to hold on to sound wisdom and discernment. You have to have a discerning nature. You have to be wise. We know Yaakov James says, if anyone wants wisdom, we should ask as God gives generously. The more you seek the Lord, the more you will able to determine his will intuitively. Because you know his words so much, you will discern God's intent. And he won't be able to trick you with with these kinds of games. If you're driving, right? If you're driving on 75 or even on Shalaf Road, if you're, if you're driving somewhere, right? You're driving along the road and suddenly you look up and there's a couch right in the middle of the road. There's a couch. You're driving, you're going 40, 50 miles. However, there's a couch right in front of you in the middle of the road. You don't need to stop. And think and say, hmm, I wonder if I should just keep going straight. You probably don't need to like figure that one out. I mean, I imagine that we've got some little kids in here. I bet they would be able to tell you, no, you don't just keep going straight. If there's a couch in the middle of the road at 40 miles an hour, all of us know that. I see a lot of smiles. All of you know that intuitively. Of course not. RK, of course, Rabbi Kevin, you know intuitively you got to swerve around it. Even if you go off the road a little bit, right? You got to swerve around it. You got to get it. Because if you plow into that thing, you know it's going to be a bad accident. But someone might say, hold on now, hold on. You swerving like that. That's going a little bit off the road and all. That's against the law. You didn't even use your blinker. <laughs> but friends, you know intuitively that the intent 
of the law is to keep you safe. And running into a couch in the middle of the road is not going to keep you safe. And you know that intuitively. Nobody really has to teach you this. Why? Because of your understanding of how life works. See, and Yeshua understood this principle when his disciples were being accused of violating Shabbat by eating grain they picked. Yeshua was like, no, 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 no. Shabbat was made for man, not man for Shabbat. You see there how Yeshua rightly discerned God's intent, God's will. He so rightly, and of course it's his own will, of course, but, but how he rightly parsed that out. He wasn't confused by, well, what about this, and but what about that scripture and this scripture? No, no, he's so familiar with, he, he understands, no, 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 that's not the point. Understand it in its totality and you'll understand the point here. The more you know God and his word, the more you will know the answer when there are challenging questions. The more you know the word of God. This is why understanding, reading, studying the word is so important. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I don't, uh, there's certain parts of the, of the scripture that I, that I like or I always read and some parts I just, just don't even read. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't know. Listen, when you read the book, you're learning about the nature of God. Some of you may, may look at, say, Leviticus or, or certain prophets and say, wow, I don't know the application for me. Listen, the more you learn about the author, the more you will understand his character, the more you will find the will of God. Hello. That makes some sense if you think about it. Matthew chapter 7 but you have to be a sincere seeker of God for you to grow in wisdom and discernment, a sincere seeker of God. If you want that wisdom and discernment that will allow you to see and understand these things. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven, Yeshua says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. Everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it shall be opened. Friends, you can't discern the will of the Lord if you are not a seeker of him. You can't be somebody who's very passive about God and then in that, in that one moment says, well, God, what should I do with this or that? <laughs> Listen, God in his mercy sometimes will just reveal it to you when we turn to him and cry out to him. But the point is it's easier for us to miss it. It's easier for us to miss the will of God if we're not at all familiar with him. And you should also simply ask, as it says in scripture, ask. If you ask, you will find, it says. Sometimes you have not because you ask not. To ask God what his will is. Now, sometimes people misunderstand the, the, the deeper understanding of what Yeshua says here. And this, this goes back to what I'm talking about earlier, is that sometimes people will take things out of context and, and try to, take, to, to make God like a vending machine. Ask and you'll receive. I'm asking for the Lamborghini. I'm claiming your word. 
ask and you shall receive. Lambo. That's what I'm asking for. <laughs> oh, boy. Perhaps you should ask if it's God's will for you to have a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find your answer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with having nice things. It's not the point. God's not a vending machine. We have to be seekers of God. Both Deuteronomy and Jeremiah, Yermiahu, say that we will find God if we seek him with all of our heart. This is not a passive exercise. This will allow us to, as it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, rightly divide the word of God. Finally, <laughs> there are those questions that we need to find the Lord's will for, that it's difficult to turn to a specific scripture to find the answer to. Questions like, I need to find your will, Lord. Do I take this job? Do I move? Let's see, hold on. Alpharetta or, or Cartersville, what scripture should I look up? I mean, it's going to be hard to find a scripture. You know, you look through the scripture, you know, it's... Place me by living waters. Oh, okay, that must be coming by Lake Lanier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Lake Lanier is not that clean. Okay. Do I move? Do I have the surgery? You see how there's some questions that are just, how do you find the will of God in times like this? And here's where there are really two really big global points in regard to these kinds of questions. One, one is to realize that if we're really sincerely seeking God's will, he really, really wants to tell you. <laughs> this is really important. He's not looking to hide it from us, his will. If we're sincerely looking, Proverbs chapter 1. This is one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. I love the book of Proverbs. You know that. Proverbs 1 to 9. Oh, just love it. Love it. Proverbs 1. Mm. Listen to this. If, if we seek God's will, he wants to tell you. If, but, but you got to seek. But then God wants to tell. Listen to this. In Proverbs chapter 1, in fact, in really much of the first part of Proverbs, maybe about the first third, we read, first nine chapters, we, we read about wisdom uh, as personified by a woman. So scriptures in Proverbs often allude to wisdom as this lady, as lady wisdom. And you have to seek her with all your heart. Seek lady wisdom. And don't listen to the Proverbs will tell us, don't listen to the harlot or the prostitute that will try to pull you away from your true love, lady wisdom. That, that's all uh, uh, the, the way to read early Proverbs. But so we read Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20, and it says this. Man, this is powerful. Oh, I love this. Mm, this has ministered to me many times. Verse 20, wisdom 
calls aloud in the streets. She raises her voice in public squares. She cries out above the commotion at the entrances of the city gate. She utters her speech. This is absolutely one of my favorite passages. And in this case, it, it, it was wisdom trying to turn people to the, uh, to the truth. But the point here is that God's wisdom is crying aloud at the top of her voice in the city square. She's not looking to hide it from us. She's not looking to hide her wisdom from us. God wants for you to know his will. If you are seeking, if you are really listening, see what happens, friends, is all too often in life, what happens is, is that we get so busy and distracted by things. Listen, and when I say we, present company, pleasant rabbi included, we all get so busy and occupied with things sometimes that just in the busyness, we're, we're missing stopping to listen. We have to stop and listen for that voice, because she's crying aloud in the city streets. But you know what? If, if you're even in, if, if, you, if you go to Peachtree Street, right? And if you just keep going, I used to work down there, West Peachtree and in the Midtown area. If you just walk around and are not paying attention, you know, eating your, your uh, sandwich from uh, uh, the varsity. Mmm, love the varsity. Mm. Okay, you're eating your sandwich, you got your, your, your frosted oak from the, from the varsity, and you're walking around doing your own thing with your you know, iPods, uh, your earbuds in, and, and, and you're on your phone. You're, you're not going to hear if somebody's yelling. But if you just stop for a minute, and if there's somebody in, in the middle of that intersection who's yelling very loudly, if, you're, if you stop and listen, you can hear her. If, if you stand there at that intersection, somebody's right there in the intersection just yelling at the top of her voice. If you actually stopped and listened, you would hear her. See, that's what we have to do because that's what wisdom is. It's available to us if we will stop and listen to her. Not what we want to hear, but what it is she's saying. I'll tell you, I, I and th this really hopefully it ministers to you and speaks to you. I miss my mom. I'll tell you that. A lot of you knew my mom who went on to be with the Lord about maybe three and a half years ago. And I, I don't talk a lot about her in my messages, primarily because I, I don't have enough Kleenex up here, y'all. <laughs> okay, you know, I, I'll start bawling and that wouldn't be any fun for any of us and it's on YouTube. Okay. In any case, I, I certainly miss mom. But one of the things I miss most about her is her wisdom. Man, she prayed daily for wisdom. And she was just absolutely like the wisest person I've ever known. And, uh, and, and I find that one of the times that I miss mom the most is when I come to a question that I don't know the answer to, some issue that's going on. The day-to-day -day stuff, I can, I can figure it out, you know? But sometimes it's those questions that are just really hard and maybe of some significance. And, and I'm just like, I could go back and forth and I'm torn and I, and, I, and I just think, man, I just wish I could ask mom 
because she, it was amazing, my mom, how, how she would, sometimes I remember there was, there was an incident where for days I would pray and I would seek the Lord and I was just, I mean, every day I would just be, I was torn up about something and it was days and days and this, do this or do that, do this or do that, do this or do that. And I back and forth and just vexed about it, just couldn't have figured it out. I could see it one way, I could see it the other way. And I, and I, hello, I'm the rabbi, right? I'm supposed to have all the answers. No, I don't have all the answers. No, I, I know the person who has all the answers. And, and I just went back and forth and back and forth. And, and, and finally, I'm like, you know what? Let me ask mom what she thinks. And I, and I talked to mom. I said, mom, here's the situation. There's the, da, 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 here's the background. And there's this or there's this. And she said, oh, well, this. And I'm like, of course, of course. Of course, an idiot could have seen it. Of course, it's absolutely. It's like it was so clear when she said it was like she just said. I was like, of course, of course, that's the answer. She had such wisdom; I could really depend on it. And I oftentimes miss it, to be honest with you. Somebody shared something with me a few a, a few years ago after she went to be with the Lord that really has blessed me. Uh, uh, in my time, especially when I miss her and I'm thinking about a hard situation. And, and they said to me this, Kevin, in, that, in those moments, if you stop, it's kind of close your eyes, and just you know your mom so well, if you think to yourself, because you knew her so well, what would she have said about this? Usually, you're going to know the answer. And I found that to be true. You, not, I'm not talking about some kind of weird spiritual thing where she's communicating from me. Yeah, that, that's not what I'm talking about. The person that she was, I knew her very well. And when I think about it from what would she have said about this, because I knew her so well. Friends, even more so, that has to be how it is with us and God. The reason I knew what mom would say in her wisdom, at least often, is because I knew her so well. Y'all, we have to know God so well that we close our eyes and ask him, and he imparts, and we have that peace in our spirit knowing what he would want for us. Oftentimes, oftentimes when we don't hear God's will, it's because we don't want to hear his will. We don't want to hear what he has to say. Because we want what we want. We want to do it our way. And you know what? God says that if you do it your way, you'll get what you deserve. A little bit later in Proverbs 1, just a few verses down, verse 29. It says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of Adonai. They would not accept my counsel and spurned all my reproof. So they will eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own schemes. 
Friends, more often than not, for mature believers, it's not that we can't discern the will of the Lord, but rather that we don't want to do it. We have to listen for that still, small voice and the shalom of the ruach in your spirit. See, and the fear of the Lord is key, as it said in, in, in Proverbs chapter 1. That's a humility. That's a, a fear of the Lord. Lord, what is your will in this, in this situation? Being very careful to cast away your own desire. And then listening, knowing God. If you know him really well, he'll speak to you and, and you will hear if you're listening. Finally, the last thing is this, Matthew chapter 6, as we get ready to conclude. And let this encourage you. When you're dressing, typically, when you're buttoning your shirt, if you get the top button right, the rest of the buttons all fall into place. Sometimes you try to button it up from the middle, and you button it like, whoa, whoa, boy, this must have been crooked, and you button it at the wrong hole, right? But, but if you start at the top, you know the top here. If you get the top button right, they're all going to flow. It's all going to flow into place. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 says this. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, what will we wear, for the pagans eagerly pursue all these things, yet your Father in heaven knows that you need all these. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Oh, man, brothers and sisters, if you seek God's kingdom first, not your own kingdom, if you seek God's kingdom first, all the rest will fall into place. All the rest will fall into place. If you're genuinely seeking his kingdom first, then you'll find the will of God. And we know then that that's all that we need. The title of my message is Finding God's Will. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody here today who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If you've never said a prayer to commit your life to God, but you'd like to, raise your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. If you've never given your life to Yeshua. Perhaps you're watching online or listening on the podcast and you've never committed your life to Yeshua. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. In Yeshua's name, if you said that prayer for the first time, please send us a, a message, an email so that we can celebrate with you and send you some materials. And for our, all the rest of us, while maybe there's been something that you've been seeking to know the Lord's will for, or honestly even, this is a tool that I want you to put in your tool belt as you look forward. It may be tomorrow that you have a decision to make. 
that you didn't even know that you were going to have to make today. And this hopefully will help you as you seek the will of the Lord. Mm. Lord, I pray for each and every person here. I pray for all of us that we will seek your will, Lord. That we will seek your face, seek your will, know your word, know you so well, Lord, that we're not going to be turned aside to the left or the right. We're not going to be deceived by, by a false narrative, by a, even by a scripture taken out of context, Lord. No, 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 no. Or by our own vanity, our own pride, our own selfish desires. Nope. Please, God, let us be at a place where we will seek to follow your will, Lord, and seek your kingdom first. Because if, if your kingdom comes first, the rest is going to fall into place. Mm. Thank you, Lord God. We love you with all of our hearts, God. You're a good God. We bless you. We thank you for the Shabbat, Lord. Please touch us, help us, grow us, teach us. We thank you for these things. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.